Hello and welcome back to the Student Pages podcast. As ever, I'm your host, Grace Sanders. I'm joined by my guest, musician, producer, actor, Chef Sean. Hello, how are you? Man, bless. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing very well, thank you. I wanted to get to know you a, a little bit more, ask a couple of questions, uh, obviously, about your new single, Runaway, as well as your album, My Life. Lee, who is Chef Sean? How did you start your career? As I know, you started out as an actor in the feature film Jason's Lyric alongside Jada Pinkett Smith. That's quite big. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, it actually wasn't how I started. I started with uh, uh, Oprah Winfrey uh, in a movie called There Are No Children Here. And that kind of set me up in my next audition for Jason's Lyric. I ended up getting the lead role as Jason. Of course, from there, I thought, you know, movies, movies, movies. But uh, I didn't move to California. I stayed in Chicago. You know, just lived a regular kid life. Right now, just been pushing my life and working on my music. Your repertoire is really quite widely spread uh, around producing music, kind of spread all over the arts. Did, did you either see yourself shifting more so into music and, and back into acting? Or are you kind of just fanning out, trying to cover a little bit of everything because you're going where your heart takes you? My heart is really in both of them, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I, I love acting as much as I love music. But music is a little different. I get to be myself. It's two, it's two different feelings. So, I, you know, you know, you can put me in the, as the lead role and I'll be the star. I could kick everybody's ass. <laughs> but, you know, in real life. In my music, you know, you get the real part of me, so. So do you, do you see your career as kind of like a, a bit like two entities then? You have you have the role that you play and then and then the person that you are. I try to, when I play a role, I try to make it only for TV or film. I don't like to play a role in life. I get that. And then you see that and that definitely comes across in your music as well. You mentioned that while she was still acting as kind of like a younger child actor, you you kept in Chicago, you kept as a school kid. So whilst you did have that kind of background on the big screen, what was it like making that journey into music? It was organic because, you know, it, it started off like freestyling in parks and, you know, hanging with friends, you know, just just uh, kind of BSing around. It grew into like a passion, you know, like I I really liked this shit and I, I felt like I was good at it, but I kept getting better and better and better. You know, I still feel that way, you know. Each song I do, I feel like it keeps going up, so. You feel like you're, you're still just like breaking new levels. When was it most real to you that you've kind of broken the ceiling, not only with acting, but with music too? Actually kicked it in play was a song I did called Color Money. And then what I feel kind of broke the lid open a little bit was a song I did, uh, No Name. Uh, no Name I did with Saya originally and uh, ended up doing a remix with uh, Jeremiah. I-, I noticed you've worked with uh, quite a lot of big names. You recently worked alongside Juicy J as well uh, on his tour. Do you have kind of like a roadmap of artists that you'd like to collaborate with in the future? Future, 50 Cent, Lil Baby. I like to work with Chris Brown. Off the top of my brain, those are the key people. Is there any specific reason why, like, any of the names that you've chosen, why you'd actually, like, like to work with them in the future? Is it to do with inspiration or simply, like, the crowds that they're running? I I would like to do something with J. Cole because I feel like he would put my pen to the test because, you know, know, I'm a lyricist, too. J. Cole, I feel like, oppressed that issue and make me push a little little further. 
And how important is it to you to actually be like challenged with your music? I know you mentioned that you'd like your pen to be put to the test. It's key because that's where that's when this, you get the, the most out of yourself. So, so you're still on this journey of kind of continuous development. And I see that like well, the people that you've actually mentioned, how important is it to you to actually find like those who align with the musical vision that you've created? I know that very clear to me when you see a, a collaboration between two artists and you're like ah this has clearly been put together by a PR team in order to make money we've got no yeah. idea what's going on <laughs> yeah that happens a lot I guess you know it's, they, they're trying to make some money feel behind that sometimes I feel like those those songs aren't even done together they, you know they send them a file they go into a studio by themselves they record it they send the file back mine is it's a little bit more intimate than that you know I, I get in the studio there is no foul until we get there. You know, the beat gets made right there. And it's the time, 90% of the time. You know, it is sometimes I get beats from people and I'll be like, oh shit, this is dope. When collabing with another artist, it's, it's really about the vibe. And what is it like that that either, either development or collaboration process for you from start to finish? We start with the production. And then what I hear from the beat, I let the beat kind of talk to me, tell me where to go from there. And then I, I get going. Once I get that first line, that, that cadence of how I want it to go, uh, probably is nonstop from there. Would you say that your kind of creative process, either when you're writing uh, together or alone, is more like a, a floodgate? Like as soon as that one drop's gone through, it's going? Or is it more like a iterative, you've got to keep working, you've got to keep grinding? Yeah, it's more of a, it's more of a vibe. Once I get that, that feel, I, I just go, you know. Sometimes it, it could take, I remember one time I got a studio session, a 12-hour session. I didn't really get, get like, a good vibe to even start going to about four hours into the session. But uh, on that fourth hour, it was like, you know, pim. You know, nothing faster than a pim. It's just going. I like to work like that. You know, I don't write much down sometimes. Sometimes I do if I'm not at the mic and I don't want to forget something and I, I get an idea. But when I'm at the studio, I... You know, it's pretty much off the off the top of the head. So uh, on the flip side of that improv, is there any times where you kind of hit a wall and you do have that, like those 12-hour sessions and you, there's just nothing coming out of them? I definitely have those days. I've had a few sessions where I pretty much did the whole song and I feel like the lines I'm coming up with at, you know, near the end just weren't as strong as the others. The others. So I'll probably go home listen to it a few times, take a couple, and then come back to it. And then I'll be a little fresh, you know, more fresh. But that's only happened a few times. I suppose it is incredibly hard when you're trying to go back and look back on self-reflection when something is so personal to you. I suppose when, when you're watching yourself on screen, it's completely different to just having that one-on-one -on -one time with, with your own words and with your own thoughts. The one-on-one -on -one time is key because, you know, sometimes you're around, you be around a lot of people and they can kind of, cloud your thoughts. Then I've been in situations where you got a whole bunch of people in the room sometimes and they all have their ideas and they're trying to like shoot them to you like oh you should say this you should say that you know and I appreciate the camaraderie and stuff but what's really going to work is the you know what feels right to me. And on, on that note of camaraderie is there a specific person in your life that you look to either like a friend or a relative that, that has really been there throughout the creative process. Folks like Al, Brahma, you know, OK DZ, Hari Moncler. Of course, what we want to majorly talk about is your, um, your new release, Runaway, your new single. 
What yeah, does it yeah. actually mean to you to have those like incredibly personal moments like out there on Spotify, on YouTube, on the internet for, for the whole world to see? What, what I really want people to get from Runaway being out is like, you know, it's not really running away from anything. It's running to a safe place in your brand, pretty much. You know, it's like, have a good time, enjoy yourself. You can go back to kind of like a weekend. You, you got you got Saturday and Sunday off and Monday you back to work. You know what I mean? Sometimes runaway is kind of, is that feel. Give yourself some time, you know, get away, get, get your mental health together, you know, and it could go for anybody. The average worker man, it could go all the way to the, the guy in the trap. Can't stay in the trap all day. So runaway in itself is sort of is sort of less of a runaway, more of like a, a vacation. A vacation. I say it's a big vacation. <laughs> I could go through the whole song, but it's really a big vacation, you know, for yourself for your mental health you you often kind of explore darker themes within your music surrounding the, the pressures from the industry those who, who may not believe in you as well as like headspace and mental health how important is it to you to portray this in this single i really want this to get through and like soak in some people's heads because i look at some of the comments not on my comments but i could just look at a superstar I, and i'm looking at the comments and it's so much hate and hatred going through a lot of these comments, I could just understand, like, a lot of people probably can't deal with certain things like that. So it's always good to have a reminder, some something to kind of bring you back to, like, don't worry about it. These people don't even know you. <laughs> you know, don't even worry about what is going on. Kind of like putting yourself in your own space is what I would do and what I want people to understand. Like, forget all the negative and people talking and making bad comments because I swear I've never seen so much hate in the comments as of recently. I think especially with like um, the, the rise of apps such as like TikTok when you can able you're actually able to spread so much good information but misinformation is also able to be spread and I think most people are so desensitized to all of this kind of negative feedback and commentary and kind of the avenues that you're gonna be one thing and not the other and then a lot of people want their life to look like how they make it look on instagram and these platforms so they're doing things to try and you know keep up or put themselves in that spot some of these things aren't even worth it of course and, and this this affects everybody down to like somebody with with no followers to somebody like beyonce however million many million followers it's kind of just like a, a one conclusive truth uh, we don't really pay attention to it enough so this single runaway itself is part of your your larger album my life do you want to kind of expand upon what this album means to you it means a lot to me because it was the first full body of work that i've been able to put out i put out a lot of singles up until my life so my life is like it's like a stage and time of my life that i went through pretty much everything that's on the album uh, like the cover, the cover art. I don't know if you've uh, paid attention to the cover art, but that actually was a real situation that happened to me in in that very way. It's just really letting the people letting the people understand who I am, and then I get to flex my style. And I have a deluxe album coming out that should be out soon. It's called My Life, the Deluxe Album. And the cover would have another point and period of my life. One thing that I was about to explore was kind of the new topics that, and like the, the new art that you have coming up. I know that going through and releasing a full album and new single from end to end is really quite an exhaustive process. But 
Is, do you have kind of a, a pathway that you've sorted out within your head of where you'd like to go within? Uh, I appreciate we're coming up to the end of the year, but uh, next year, next five years, next 10 years. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, right now we're working on a, uh, a video game, you know, and a script for the video game. We got some movies in our future, you know, uh, movies provided with full soundtracks, you know, by yours truly. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we got some plans in the making. So the best thing I could say was uh, say to you is kind of keep, keep up with me or I'll keep up with you so I can let you know each move that's made. Because it's, you know, right now as we're going up, talking about being excited about something, I'm a Grammy contender for the song Runaway. So, uh, you know, I'm fingers crossed, but I'm, you know, I'm excited as hell about that. You know, it's my first time being a Grammy contender. And I've actually, you know, I put a lot into this. So to, to get that kind of, it kind of makes me feel like, okay, you know, everything is working. It's going the right way. You know, I'm just happy. I'm, I'm happy right now. <laughs> I love the way you kind of just drop in like, yeah, I'm making a video game, do more films, do more music. Oh, so I got nominated for a Grammy. Like, <laughs> if I found £10 on the floor, that's my week made. And you're kind of just sat relaxing, <laughs> chilling. <laughs> yeah. I'd be on the roof right now if I was you. Yeah, man. You know, uh, I, I feel like, oh. Like I was out the other day and I, I just, it just felt different, you know. I take away from, from the flow of what you were talking about as you were, you were really excited there. Um, I have to admit, I'm really, really curious about the video game. What kind of narrative does it follow? What inspired you to make this? I'm glad you asked. Uh, the video game that I have, all right, well, it starts from, um, I've got a Wii line and a clothing line and it's called uh, Legal Pothead, right? Mm -hmm. It's really a video game based around uh legal pothead so it's a it's a period game where you know it shows what i went through to become a legal pothead i mean without giving it all the way away that's pretty much just like you know i grow from the street in the game you know and I, I i work my way up i become legal in it you know but then when you come legal and you get more money you get more problems so it's kind of like uh, a spinoff of probably Mafia or Grand Theft Auto, you know, so um, I'm real excited about it. It's going to be dope. But Legal Pothead, you can look it up, uh, legalpothead.com. You know, we got strands, we got clothing. You know, um, I'm, I'm not sure if you're into uh, Medical Flower, but um, we, we, we've got some of the best. Is there anything that you don't do? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't do no sucker shit. <laughs> I was about to I was about to actually mention Grand Theft Auto. I'm aware that's like a real specific kind of bit on GTA 5 where you can kind of drop in between like two um NPCs that are actually voiced by by Tyler the Creator and ASAP Rocky, and they're just having yeah. a full conversation. Really? Yeah. Hell no, it's dope. <laughs> I think honestly, one of my dream careers is just to be like a, a voiceover for like cartoons or games or something, because that is just the chillest thing. <laughs> well, maybe we can get you as as one of the voices on, on the video game. 
<laughs> you have no idea how much I would love to be a part of Legal Pothead, the video game. Do you think anybody talks like me there? Is there a space for me there? <laughs> nah, I, you know, I would study it and probably try to do it my damn self, but uh, I, I would rather you do it. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah, I'm going to follow you up on this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we we keep we keep up. I'll let you know because uh, we're we're getting to that point. Um, you know, I I was thinking probably we'd be ready for vo uh, voiceover after Christmas, maybe. You know. Oh, so it's it's not it's not a Christmas present release yet. No, nah, it probably won't be released till next next Christmas. But because uh, it's still in production, the script is done, the writing is done. Only thing we're uh, really working on now is the development. So you've you've gone through you, you kind of seem to have completed acting. You, you've kind of gone through music, video games, clothing, online stores. Was there like a, a point? I appreciate this is cliche, but like in your childhood, when you were just kind of beginning your career that you knew it was going to go this way? Yeah, I think that's why my mother didn't let me move to L.A. as a kid when I started acting. You know, she was like, oh, uh, you know, I think I think she saw I might blow up and end up like, you know, one of these Nickelodeon kids on, on drugs or something. And uh, I think she was worried about that. Mm -hmm. So that was, you know, but yeah, I think it was foreseen. I, it was a point where I felt like, you know, sky's the limit. But, it, you know, uh, staying and actually living the life I live, it humbled me, it made me the person I am. So, you know, uh, no complaints about anything. And uh, as we are this, the Student Pages podcast, what kind of advice would you give to like the late teens, early 20s, those looking into any sort of creative pathway? Um, if you are creative and, you know, creative is inside of you, you know, being a, a creator, you know, you deal with a lot and you, you, you may be sharp on a whole bunch of things or, or maybe not. But the main thing is if you want to create, you have to stick to it. You can't make something and it doesn't work. Um, people didn't like it and you just you give up. You know, if, uh, if it's in your heart, you got to keep going and, and follow what you want to do. You know, so if it's in your heart, go for it, man. You, you'd be surprised, you know where you get from, you know, sticking to your dreams and sticking to what's true to yourself. Because I could have gave up a long time ago. And, you know, I could have got frustrated with just uh, how long it took to get a response. I could have been frustrated about a lot of things, but I didn't let it, like, affect me that way. I let it affect me in a way I went back to the studio. Mm -hmm. I went to work. I make more heat, make more music, you know, like, but... Like I say, this is what I wanted to do. This is what's inside of me. So now I'm reaping the benefits. Like things are doing good. And like I said, we're going up right now. So, you know, and it's, it's just the beginning too. So I'm, I'm real excited, you know, and I feel like it's a long time coming. So yeah, anybody listening, don't give up on what you want to do for yourself because it's your life. You only get one. And only thing that's going to make you happy is doing what you like to do. Some people get caught in the cubicle. It's really not what they want to do. And they're miserable or unhappy. I think that is so, so very true and uh, a lovely note to actually end the podcast on. Thank you ever so much for taking the time to speak with me today, Chef. It's been a pleasure.
man, it's been a pleasure uh, talking to you. Um, on the way out, everybody go follow uh, The Real Chef Sean, you know, T-H-E-R-E-A-L-C-H-E-F-S-E-A-N. And um, should I be on the cover of uh, Hollywood Weekly uh, with a nice big spread Thursday. It comes out Thursday. So, uh, you know, Hollywood Weekly is worldwide. So go pick up a copy out there, read it, you know, and go stream the music, man. I appreciate everybody. Thank you.